A man in Scotland is accused of having sex with a fence. And a man tells the police that he mixed his mother's ashes with drugs. And you're likely, apparently, to be most miserable at the age of 47, a new study suggests. These are the weird news for Tuesday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. We do weird news stories five days a week, baby. That's what we're all about. Let's do it. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man in Scotland has been accused of having sex with a fence. It appears to be the case of a man getting wood at the sight of a wooden fence. <laughs> this article was written by a comedian, I think. An elderly couple told a Scottish court this week that they were surprised to see a man who appeared to be drunk pull down his pants, masturbate and simulate having sex with the fence, and then follow it up with humping the hood of a minibus <laughs> with this guy. David Bruce is his name. He's age 36. He denies he committed any offenses. He denies public indecency. But George Nisbet says otherwise. He was walking his dog that day when the <laughs> when the having sex with a fence incident occurred. And then he went inside his house. From an upstairs window, he and his wife, <laughs> he walked in and was like, Honey, come, you got to watch this. This guy's screwing a fence. Come over here. Let's watch this. They witnessed the man urinating against the wooden fence. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, oh. It says he was urinating against the wooden fence, but then he started rubbing his private parts up and down on the fence. It was this as it was is it was this it was if he was trying to have sex with that fence, says George Nisbet. Are you sure he wasn't just trying to wipe off the trickle, like wipe it dry? <laughs> you sure he was trying to have sex with the fence? His wife Kathleen Nisbet testified. These people are testifying. They have nothing better to do. I guess not. Are you going to the 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 sexual fence trial today, honey? Yes, I'm a I'm the star witness. That wasn't a Scottish accent. I can't do one. Kathleen testified that she heard someone singing outside. She thought it was a, a soccer supporter celebrating a victory. Then I heard banging and I looked outside. There was a man singing at the top of his voice. Hey, he's just a gleeful, gleeful old drunk Scotsman. What do you expect? She then saw the man jump onto the hood of a minibus and tried to have sex with the vehicle. <laughs> he was making thrusting movements. This is her quote. He was making thrusting movements. And by this, by this time, his trousers were down. Trousers? It's a funny word. Who says trousers? Kathleen Nisbet, aged 99 and a half. He was wandering about with his trousers at his ankles. And then he approached a woman. He was staggering about and then started masturbating for two or three minutes. Eventually, he fell on somebody's path. Oh, no. You can't be masturbating at females on the, in the world that are just walking by, buddy. What do you think you're doing? Another witness. Wow, there's so many witnesses to this guy dry-humping things. There's nothing going on in this Scottish town, apparently. Don Simpson, age 47, who drove the eight-seat minibus, noticed a man who appeared to be very intoxicated on his route. He dropped his trousers and they fell to his ankles, he told the court. He was in court for this, too? Well, the whole town went to testify against this guy. I declare I did see him uh, try and hump the fire hydrant as well outside of my apartment. He dropped his trousers and they fell to his ankles. He told the court. He clambered onto the bonnet and started simulating sex. His hips were moving back and forwards. Back and forth. That was the judge was like, "Could you please uh, describe what simulating having sex was?" His hips were moving back and forwards. Could you uh, demonstrate? 
him having simulated sex up here on this bench? <laughs> sure, sure. Let me get up on the bench. See, his hips were moving back and forwards like this, Your Honor. See, as I'm, as I'm, the way I'm dry humping your bench. You see, this is how he was doing it, this crazy man. The whole town shows up for the court of this guy. All these witnesses. <laughs> I saw him making out with a muskrat last week. This guy's trying to have sex with everything, whether it's an animal, a person, or an inanimate object. He does not care, this man. Yeah, it's called whiskey. <laughs> scotch. I Sorry. It's called scotch. Yeah, well, you know, alcohol will make you do some things, man. Um, now, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been very drunk. I've never been drunk enough to... I've never looked at a fence and been like, yeah, look at those slats right there. <laughs> they remind me of cleavage. Let me run over there and just rub it on that fence. <laughs> I've never looked at a car. I've never seen a car so sexy. Those are these sexy-ass cars. Maybe like a Lambo, like a really nice Lambo. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. let me get with that Lambo right on the hood. No, no, that's a crazy thought, no matter how drunk I am. <laughs> Then again, maybe this guy just has a thing for fences and stuff. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you just get, he could just hump the fence in his own backyard, you know, just, I don't think we need to throw him in in jail and have a, a full town court over the damn situation. <laughs> Sounds like they're going to throw this guy in jail forever. Like, I'm sure he could go into Pornhub and find some fence porn, right? <laughs> Closed captioned. A man tells the police that he mixed his mother's ashes with drugs. Yikes. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a drug bust took a very strange turn. The police arrested a fella who they say told investigators that he mixed his deceased mother's ashes with drugs and other materials. What materials? Like pancake mix? He also ingested some of the ashes, according to the police. No, you did not ingest your mother. Why? That's very, very unethical, right? What did... The police say they found nearly 70 grams of pot and a small amount of molly, along with bongs and a drug scale in an apartment that belonged to Austin Schrader, age 26, and his girlfriend, Caitlin Geiger, age 21. The police arrested the couple after an informant was able to buy marijuana from them. According to the police report, Schrader told the officers that his mother died a little over a year ago. And, quote, he took some of her ashes and mixed them with a variety of substances, some of which he ultimately ingested. The article ends by just saying, it's not clear why Schroeder ingested the ashes. <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> yeah, no, clear, it's not clear. Uh, I, although we could hypothesize... Um, Perhaps he's all messed up on drugs. That could be a thing, right? Drugs and alcohol, maybe? That could be a thing. I mean, you really got to be messed up to ingest your mother's ashes, right? That's got to be a thing. You got to be so messed up that you don't know what you're doing, I'd imagine. Unless he's a twisted individual and he knew what he was doing. And he thought that was some sort of, I don't know, thrilling, morbid act that he and his girlfriend, Caitlin, could get involved in. You want to snort mommy? Come on and snort mommy. I don't want to snort mommy. I don't want to... You're snorting mommy. Snort mommy. Watch. I'm, sm I'm snorting mommy. Look it. Mommy makes you feel good. I'm addicted to mommy. You want to come over and get some molly in my mommy? <laughs> you mix molly with your mommy? His friends all come over. Guys, guys, I got molly with my mommy. This is outrageous, man. Outrageous. 
And does the other family know about this? Why are the why were the ashes left with this idiot? That's what I want to know. Is this the only family member living that? And you know they left this guy with the ashes. I mean, you can't leave the ashes with Austin Schroeder. Schrader. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows he's doing the drugs. Although no one could ever imagine he'd be snorting mommy. The ashes of the mother. Oh man, this guy. What a mess. I mean. Although I mean, if, if we. Let's take it from another standpoint. I mean, maybe this is just the way that he he deals with the grief of the loss. He just uh, he takes out a straw and those ashes go right up his nasal passage. I mean, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Everybody deals with loss a different way. <laughs> you know, maybe you know he makes some pasta primavera and he drops her ashes right on it. And uh... <laughs> didn't I do a story once where uh, someone? mixed the their dead grandma's ashes into the brownie mix and they ate brownies they ate grandma wow you got to be really careful with who gets a hold of these ashes these days you really do it's got to be somebody responsible you can't just leave them out these days you got to lock them up now sometimes you go into a home and you see oh the urns there yeah that's so-and-so's ashes well those days are over because you got crazy people especially in i mean young people in florida this is the kind of thing that they would do i'd imagine Nah, nah, maybe not, maybe not. I don't even, I don't, I don't even think Florida is weird enough for this crap. I really don't. <laughs> You're likely to be most miserable at the age of 47. A new study suggests. Oh, I apologize to everybody who's 46. You're about to have the worst year of your life very soon. The dreaded midlife crisis may be a response to life's peak of misery, according to a new study. A Dartmouth College professor looked at the trends in 132 countries to examine the relationship between well-being and age, and he determined that the peak of life's misery arrives at the median age of 47.2. Wow, that's the peak of life's misery. Ooh, 47.2. It begins with you stubbing your toe at 47.1, and it just just goes all downhill from there. (laughs) They studied both males and females on both sides of the Atlantic, they noticed that uh, this is where the well-being, individual's well-being reaches its minimum. Prior surveys of self-reported well-being generally argue that happiness across a lifetime is either relatively flat or slightly increasing with age. But this new study tried to better understand age's relationship to happiness. To better quantify this, the professor looked at data from 500,000 randomly sampled Americans and West Europeans. Well, that's just Americans and West Europeans. What about the rest of the world, you know? You're ignoring all of Asia and Australia, really? He found that each country has a happiness curve. Uh, people generally reach peak unhappiness in midlife with greater experience of, experiences of happiness in youth and old age. Yeah, that makes sense, right? You're mostly happy when you're young and then again when you're old, I'd imagine. It's the midlife. That's when all the difficulties come, though, right? The changes are hard, you know? And then, of course, there's the family situations, which can be very stressful. You know, raising a family is stressful. Uh, careers that don't go the way you want them to. And next thing you know, you're drinking yourself to oblivion every single night. You wake up and your your wife has put a chastity DIY belt right onto your nuts. <laughs> it's tough being 47. The professor found this to be true for the majority of people in all 132 countries, even after controlling for other influences upon life, happiness, and satisfaction, such as income, education level, and marriage. This supports the theory that age has an effect on overall happiness, independent of everything else that's going on in a person's life, he says. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
you know, I, this makes sense to me. I, sh- I didn't know the exact year. It's good to know. 47.2. All right. So I know to just go on vacation for the whole year of 47. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go bounce around on everybody's everybody's couches and just record Weird AF News for that whole year. You can make me cookies. Uh, how about that? <laughs> we'll do that. What do you guys think, though? You think this is bullshit? Do you think like, do you think like, you know, midlife, the midlife crisis is nonsense? I don't know. I think there's something to it, but I don't know. Yeah. Call into the show. Let me know what you think about this. Especially somebody who's around 47. What do you think? Are you having the best years of your life right now or not? I want to know. Uh, 646-450-2012. Call Weird AF News, baby. Yay! Hey, what's up, weirdos? This is Jonesy, your host, and I'm recording from Singapore. Yeah, on the other side of the world. That's where I am, and I'm enjoying myself. Uh, I want to say that uh, the episode that I timed to be released worked out just fine, so no technical difficulties. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Also, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me while I was traveling to wish me safe travels and to uh, have a good time. That means a lot to me. It, it means a lot to know that you give a shit, whether I survive a 19-hour plane ride or not, you know? That means a lot. That means you're, you're a good friend. <laughs> uh, someone named Phil reached out to me. Phil Robinson wrote, What's up, Jonesy? I just wanted to see if I could even get through to you this way. Of course you can get through to me this way, Phil. What did you think? He says, I've only been listening to you for a couple of months, but Weird AF News plays automatically on my phone when my alarm goes off every morning, and I just say... I thoroughly enjoy listening to you at the start of each day as I get ready for work. You are very entertaining, and I find myself in a better mood in the mornings because of you and your delivery of the chaotic stories. Thank you for brightening up my early morning routine. I'm so happy to brighten up your early morning routine, Phil Robinson, and everyone else who I brighten up your early morning routine. I'm surprised I that I brighten so many early morning routines up, to be honest with you. I never thought anything I did would brighten up anybody's morning, really. Chaotic stories by the chaotic. I want to shout out to Phil for using an amazing word, chaotic. Uh, Also, Sterling De Winter wrote, Hey, I listen every morning before work. Love the show. The part today about the Amish and the sewerage. So that's a thing. Untreated human waste is filled with bacteria, Jonesy, that causes disease like dysentery and cholera. If it's put into fields and then it rains, those bacteria can make their way into the groundwater and get into people's wells. Sometimes you'll just get really sick. Other times you'll die. So that's why it's a big deal. Look at that. Thank you, Sterling. Sterling's opening up my mind to, I don't know, things that I didn't, never kind of knew existed. Uh, here I am saying, what's the big deal putting your poop into your fields if you own a farm? But apparently the rain can wash it into the groundwater, which can get into people's wells. I didn't know any of this. In that case, I think the Amish need to get their shit together <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, Thank you, Sterling. See, look at that, guys. See, I'm a dummy, as I as I readily admit on the show. You know, And my opinions, they have to change because, you know, Although when I dish out my opinions, I dish them out very confidently. But in the end, they're very, they're, they're very, you know, ten, tentative. Is that is that the word? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm willing to change them if I get more information. And actually, everybody should do that because it's it's called being a reasonable human being and not being so rigid in your thoughts and your beliefs. You should always be open-minded. It's the way to go. And, uh, and if you're as dumb as me, you have to be open-minded. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> Uh, anybody else reached to me? Yeah, a few people, but uh, we'll stop there because I'm running out of time. Uh, you can call the show, 646-450-2012. Email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. And uh, the Instagram is at funnyjones. Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Twitter, at funnyjones. Uh, I have posted some photos on my Instagram of my travels, and you can enjoy those. I, I got some videos that I put on the Patreon 
uh, and photos as well. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Uh, you can enjoy some extra media on there, like bonus episodes, whatnot, and you can gives you a chance to pretty much donate to the show if you'd like to support. I appreciate that. Uh, now that I'm settled in Asia, I can uh, hopefully release the episodes, you know, on time as I have before or just as planned. And uh, yeah, I'm extremely tired and this isn't making much sense, so I'm going to go. Yeah.